0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayegash Ravi, the fourth Aliyah in Pasha Vayegash. The topic of our Aliyah is Yosef still lives. It is a short Aliyah of nine. So I'm running from Perik. Meme mei pasuk And a basic overview before we study some points together. Um, and that is, is that now Yosef turns to his brothers and he says, you're going to, well, Pharaoh says to Yosef, take these agalas, these, these wagons, give them to your children, to your wives, and take them back to your father and bring him." And uh, don't don't worry about any of any of the your your material concerns. We'll take care of it. And that's what happens. Yosef goes and he puts his family on, on the on the carts, and he said and he sends them gives them said he gives them provisions and sends them off. And then he gives them gifts. He gives each person a change of clothes. And to Benjamin, he gives 300 silver and five changes of clothing as well. So then that um, and then he then he goes and he sends off 10 donkeys full of grain and all kinds of food. Um, so that his father should see what what, what he is able to support him with, and um, and he tells his brothers, he instructs them, "Al tirguzu, don't get anxious, don't get angry, don't get um, agitated along the way." And they they does so what they do, they go back, they come to to their land of Canaan, and they tell their father, Yosef the famous words, "Yosef still lives, and he rules over all of Egypt. Yaakov at this point in time, v'yafog li is. Is so surprised, almost faints in, surpri- in in surprise. And they tell him all these these issues that have happened, he sees the carts and he his spirit is is uh, regenerated. He's he So very beautiful aliyah, a lot of points to ponder here. First question is is that the um the morning, really asks us in in and that is, is that what is Yosef doing here with this gifts business? Here he goes, he gives the, these gifts to all the brothers and he gives Binyamin five times the amount of clothes and he gives him three hundred silver. That I mean that's isn't that just the same problem which got them in there in the first place? Where Yaakov in and gave the Kasanis passed him to 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 Yosef created jealousy which ultimately led to the sale of Yosef. So why why in the world is he doing this? Why is he why is he starting jealousy again? He's just sowing discord in the same way that it was created in the first place. So the Gemara says, actually, it's not referring to now, it's referring to in the future. Because in the future, there's going to be the gift of Mordechai. Mordechai is going to be a descendant of um, Binyamin, who's going to um, wear the five garbs of um, in the five different clothes, and that's why it's a symbol to that as well. Uh, that's going to happen in the future. In fact, the person who answers this to the Gomorrah is Rabbi Binjamin Bar Yefes, interesting, interesting name, based on his namesake. So the problem with this is, as the Torah member points out, is that that doesn't really help the issue. In meaning, the, do the brothers really understand that hint? And even if they say they do understand the hint, so what he's saying is that Binyamin is special, and his descendants are going to be special as well. So that doesn't help anything. How's that resolve anything? So other suggestions were made that his suggests that, he, quoting Gwora, um in 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 Gitten, um, and that is is that. The Gemara says that if a person sells a slave um, a, a to to non Jew, there's a there's a penalty of, of thirty shekel of or the value of a slave on that marker, ten times the amount to pay it, uh, the ten times the amount of the slave to pay back to, to redeem. So what is interesting is what's the regular value of a slave in the Torah? The Torah describes as being thirty shekels. So three, um, 10 times thirty. If each of the, uh, the the penalty of the sale of the of the slave would be essentially 300 silver, which is what's being given to Binyamin here. What this is interesting is, is that therefore the Tomaru explains, is that what should be happening over here is that the brother should be giving Yosef the penalty for having sold him. However, what Yosef is doing is he's pivoting that to Binyamin. So therefore, it's not that he's giving Binyamin extra privileges, but he's waiving his rights to the penalty and he gives it to Binyamin. So there's no reason for jealousy in this case as well. It's worthwhile noting that the Shannos Eliyahu, answering the same question over here, is, um, <clears throat> explains that in fact it may have been that there were five shirts or five change of clothing given to Binyamin and each of the other brothers only got one, but Binyamin's were one-fifth of the price each. Which means that they were valued the same, all five of them, as one of the, the garments given to the brothers. Which, uh, the, and perhaps a hint to this can be found in the fact that the, when it says Khalifois, Semolais, these changes of clothing, these, these garments, it's spelled Khaser without a Vav when it is by Binyamin, and it is spelt with a Vav when it's when, when, with the brothers, indicating that the Binyamin were of lesser quality. The, perhaps the idea, the metaphor of what this means isn't just an, a word game because it could also be a number game of the missing Vov times, uh, times 30 times 10 which is, the, which is the 300 there as well, That's the Vov is the missing letter but it, not just a number as a word game, it's also actually an idea and that is is that in life things aren't always equal but a lot of times things can be equitable and that's important to notice. The brothers were very concerned at the beginning that he's being treated differently, and therefore he's, he's, we're not equal. The answer is no. You're not equal, it's, but it's equitable. Every child, every son, every leader has their own light to 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 to, to share, to hold up, and it's not going to be the same but it does come out the same at the end of the day. It may be worth the same amount, even though there may be different quantities of what you're given. And that's what he's teaching. I'm going to favor Binyame, but he's not really being favored because he's getting the same amount. It's just he has a different burden to carry. He also has tried to turn this into an educator's moment to educate his brothers about this. Interesting uh, uh, observation also over here is when he tells the brothers to not get agitated along the way. What does that mean? Rashi brings three fascinating explanations. Number one is he says, Altis Don't be involved in a too depth, too deep a conversation of halacha or deep philosophical ideas because you're going to get agitated through this discussion and it's going to make you vulnerable. Another possibility, he says, is don't take a Psiya Gasa, large steps. Large steps are associated with, the, as the Gamorrean Bracha stuff tells us, with a person becoming less spiritually observant of the surroundings less aware of what they're doing and where they're going it, 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 it diminishes one five hundredth of the light of a, per, of a person's eye so don't go in that direction to make yourself vulnerable and finally perhaps most likely in the on the level of chat, is don't blame each other don't spend the trip back saying i told you so well you did it but you suggested it but you didn't intervene but you just went with it passively don't get into those kind of conversations you're going to make yourself um, um you're going to Make yourself vulnerable, rather go and, and, um, and do your mission, do your bidding. Walk, walk forward, don't look with your head over your shoulder, which will ultimately bring you more tzaras. Now, who told Yaakov and how was he told? So, Racham HaKadosh says, well, there's a few steps you see that are, that are said here. First of all, if you look at the psukim over here, it describes via Gidul, and they, they described, they told Eloi to him, saying, which means the first thing they did is they said, Father, we have news. And this really made him, this braced him for the next step. The next step was he was going to tell them something important, and, um, and uh, th- therefore he could receive the news. Then, if you look at the word odd, that, there's, that he, they say odd Yosef Chai. The word odd means also, which means that the first way they started suggests Arachayim was they said, well, you know, Shimon's all right, he's back. Benjamin's b- back, he's all right. These are all good things. And odd, and there's another thing you should know. Yosef is still alive as well. So they sort of couched it in the other good news as well to be able to allow him to appreciate this. There is of course a very famous Sefer HaYashar that is a Medrash which describes that um, when they were on their way back they they were racking their brains. They couldn't work out how it was that they could um, break the news to to their father. So what they did was they approached um, the daughter of Asher whose name was Serach and she was a musician and she, they asked her. They, they, she, she, she. They asked her to play a tune with this idea, and that's what happened. So, um, what she, she she did was she sat in her presence, and um, and she she played on a musical instrument and sang, and uh, she she talked about Yosef Dodi Chai. My uncle Yosef is alive. She carried on playing this and playing this, and as he heard this subconsciously, it became more pleasing and more pleasing to him and put him in the right mood and you know sometimes where the idea subconsciously enters our mind and then sort of makes its way in so that when they came to bring the news to him it was already it almost as if the news had already subconsciously been been broken to him so it's less of a jarring experience as well. The Rachaim does point out that in fact it does say the word the word in the Torah is a strong expression perhaps a harsh expression and part of that is that the consequences of them telling them telling um, Yaakov would be questions, uncomfortable questions for them is well how did he get sold? How was he in Egypt? And those are very difficult questions for them to have to answer but nonetheless they did so because it was important. Finally, what was it about the carts? It says that Yaakov saw the carts and then he uh, he was, uh, um, so to speak, revived and he realized that Yosef was was in fact um, was telling the truth. This whole story is true. So the Rashi quotes a very interesting um, idea in Chazal that the last matter that, that, that Yaakov and Yosef were discussing 22 years prior was the notion of Egl Arufa. What is Egl Rufa? It is, literally means the calf that is broken. So it, it refers to a situation which would happen in the future, a, a halakhic concept in the future that if there were to be a dead person, a, a person who's found murdered between villages and nobody knows where, um, who murdered that person, they, they measure to the, low, the, the closest they measure to the closest village, and the elders of that village come out, and they measure from from that person. They and they um, they take an egla, they take a calf, they break its neck in the river. And they go and wash their hands, and they say that we our hands do not spill this blood. And um, and that was the last halacha that was being that Yaakovin was teaching Yosef before they departed. So when this, the agala, which means a cart, but it has the same um, sort of phonetic background as egla as calf, was being discussed, Yosef. And he was sending a message to Yaakov that he was remembering their last lesson. So it seems like a little bit of an odd halacha. Why did it happen to be that that was what they were learning? So two basic ideas. One is as the Gur Ariya explains the Maharal's commentary on Russia and the Torah says that um <clears throat> the guilt, that that, that the, the what happened was that Yaakov was actually escorting Yosef when he was going down to Shrem, or he's going up to Shrem in the north there. And um and Yosef says, father, you can return and 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 Yaakov says, no, 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 there's a great mitzah to do escorting. And he explains that a person does not escort their guests as, as if they are murdering them. And then he went on to explain the law of Egal for the reason why the elders of the village have to take responsibility for a guest who left their house or their village and was killed was because perhaps they did not do the requisite escorting. That's what Yaakov explained. And in a certain sense, if you want to take this morale further, what Yosef is essentially saying to him is not only do I remember the last halacha that we're talking about, but I know that for the last 22 years you are probably think, thinking to yourself and racking yourself with the guilt of knowing that you perhaps didn't do enough of a leviah for me because something terrible happened to me. And Yosef was in a certain sense t- telling his father, it's alright, it's alright, you did what you should. I understand the Mitzvah Egel that, that is what perhaps is being conveyed over here as well. The Baal perhaps takes it from a little bit of a different angle and he points out that um, um, that the word Giduloi, is, um, is m- missing one yud. It should have an extra yud in there. And, um, and that is, is that they did not they, they did not tell him until <coughs> he removed the curse upon uh, of ten, the curse upon those who were responsible for the sale of Yosef, having some sort of intuition that the sale of Yosef had happened. And that's why the, the word agalos are mentioned four times in our section, and f- the word egla appears fa- four times in the section of egla arufa, Almost as if what's being said over here is, Yaakov, we're going to tell you uh, only on condition that you remove the curse related to the Ruf Rufa, related to those elders of that village who take responsibility for the last, the last um, person. In this case, the last person being Yosef who was sold down the river as well. Um, finally, one last point is, what, what does this mean about T'chi Ruach Yaakov, that um, the spirit of Yaakov, Vinu, lived again, Rashi quotes the Medrash which says that, T'sh'orso alav shekhina. And for the first time in 22 years, the divine presence was with Yaakov, something which had not happened for the last two plus decades. Meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day as we conclude the Fourth Aliyah.